Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hit Points Podcast. Thank you all so much again for the continued support on our Twitters and the emails you all have been sending. It's been great. It's been awesome. Thank you for all the feedback and just the love and the support. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Just keep that coming, and uh, we'll continue to you know, give out all these episodes, keep recording these episodes for you all. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, now, usually we don't do introductions at the beginning. We do it pa- past the, you know, the intro song, you know, the dit whatever, you know, you know how it goes. But uh, our equipment went a bit faulty at the beginning of our recording session. So the first 30 minutes is a bit shoddy. I mean, it's there, but it just sounds a bit weird. It's not our usual quality of just, you know, awesomeness. So forgive us on that part. Um, also, uh, Matt... Emily and I are joined by special guest Brandon Winfrey. Uh, he is an awesome, awesome dude. He is the current GM of the hype RPG show Grim Dark Dawn that, that shows every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. It's a Warhammer 40K-centric show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm on it. Matt's on it. It's pretty awesome. Um, he is also a former writer of Insomniac Games. So, yeah, that's awesome. So we get to hear his uh, backstory on what it was like what it was like to uh, work there, as well as what he's doing now. So, like I said, the episode starts a bit weird. It starts midway on Brandon talking about how, where he's, what he's doing right now is introduction, basically. So, apologies again on my part. Uh, it's, uh, we won't, it, hopefully this won't happen again. So, uh, but yeah, for now, let's uh, refill our hit points. I literally rap about health benefits That's and good. like PTO yeah. and stuff like that. But I also say stuff like, because I'm talking about what games we have coming out, and I'm like, oh, but that's just a snippet of our good, like circumcised. Like I just will say stuff like that. It's the most <laughs> random and weird thing that a company has ever made, and they put so much money into it, and I don't. It, and that wasn't the Spider-Man days of Insomniac, so it was. This was uh, before. Yeah, it was before, so okay. like, you know, they weren't making Spider-Man money yet, but they were still putting, it, it was the most random thing, and I loved it. I mean, um, Insomnia Games is pretty big before Spider-Man, that nobody did Ratchet yes, and Clank. They, and, they were big, it's just, as far as like, you know, nothing, nothing they made sold over 13 million copies, right, well, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that level. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Because, yeah, but, yeah, anyways, I, yes, so I was there, and then I talked, I made games, and then I talked about games, and, um, yeah. Okay. It was fun. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I did not know that about you. It's a lot of random things I've yeah. tried to cram into my life. We you, you, well, the problem is you, you, you only known me on my downfall. Like you missed <laughs> what you, what, me. What do you mean downfall? Mm-hmm. You're, you're still I mean, rising. No, dude, you're still peaking. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just joking. So it's wh- been fun. So I've what do you try to fit in a lot of random things into my life? So what do you do now? So now I do a lot of random things. Uh-huh. Uh, still- <laughs> I grim dark dawn. Yeah, of course. Thursdays. Right. Uh, I primarily like to focus on writing now, so mm-hmm. I like to write features and also develop like television projects. So I, oh, like man. just stuff like like I just signed shopping agreements for like three projects, and that's always like it's awesome. It's like a step, but then this industry is. I'm 
sure you guys know it's great and also the worst because you like send stuff out there and then you wait yeah. for yeah. months and yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. My yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's just fun to do stuff like that. Like I wrote like a pilot, like a company contacted me a while ago because they wanted to adapt their franchise into like a TV show. So I wrote the pilot for that and did that. So just pick up freelance work like. I do. I'm doing a lot of grunts and stuff tomorrow with VO. Probably I'm unfocused. I should probably focus down on a certain thing. You're just, you're just living life right now. Yeah. 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 I say, I say you don't need to focus. Like as long as you're happy with what you're doing mm-hmm. and you're talented in what you're doing and you're yeah. working in what you're doing, you're killing it. It's yeah. Fun. And I'm always looking to do more stuff. Like I love doing stuff like this. This is so much fun to do because I just I don't have like a place to talk about games. Dude, that's why we love it. Yeah, we we have listeners, but like we we and we do it so that they're like a part of this too. So like, right. like we're just hanging out. We're just yeah. buds, you know. Yeah. There's a million gaming podcasts out there, but hang out with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this yeah. is ours. Yeah. yeah. This is Hit Point Pod. Hey, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, that's that's what I do now, and I still try to squeeze in games every now and then. Okay. Well, speaking of which, what have everyone been playing so far? That was a beautiful <laughs> segue. I yield the throne. He did one with chicken or something like that, with chocolate balls or something like I don't remember. I, 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 I like segways. <laughs> yeah. All right, right. But uh, that's a good question, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What, are you, what have you been playing, man? Uh, so kind of random things. It's uh, great. Slay the Spire. I still play all the time. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Spire. Well, that's so another good. one that I think you go for game of the year. Yeah, so it was my game of the year last year because I was playing it. Um, oh, that was a twenty. Yeah, that was twenty eighteen. Yeah, it, it was early access in twenty eighteen. Um, the release was like. But the official March, release right? was in like January yeah. of this year for PC, and then it trickled out on everything. Like yeah. it's officially on Game Pass now for Xbox. So it's yeah. like yeah, I think it's I read about on June for Nintendo Switch. Or yeah, July. that yeah, sounds about like right. That, yeah, um, and I would love to try that version. Um, but I still play a lot of Slay the Spire. Uh, I say a lot. It's like my go-to game if I'm like stressed out or something. I can be like, I'll do a Slay the Spire run, get destroyed, and bounce. But seeing that game grow <laughs> has been awesome because that dev team was so dedicated when it first started. Like yeah. for me, it was they would update weekly. Yeah. Like every week, they would drop new stuff into the game, and I was playing when before they had the third character. So like okay. they added the third character, and that was like a huge deal. And that was such a, a keystone moment in like dev and community feedback because it was like they were really involved and they must have worked really hard to pump that out. But yeah, Slay the Spire, I still love to play. Uh, I've been like playing a co-op games with my old roommates, mm-hmm. um, which has been nice because we've just, like rebonded over games. We played Dead Space 3. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never finished that game. It's, you know, I, <laughs> I can understand why people were upset after yeah. like that space one and two progressing into like an action game and i think just naturally co-op games aren't a scare right right well because there's someone there with you know what i mean yeah Other yeah yeah, yeah. If, you know, if it's not like jump scares like it is but like mm-hmm. it's still there's someone with you and that's yeah. kind of the, a, a core part of core is the feeling yeah. of isolation yeah. yeah um but if you just like have fun with the friends there's actually a lot of cool ways you can combine guns in that and mm-hmm. just play so i think distance has given that game a bit more like 
yeah. better time, I would still love a full reboot of Dead Space. I don't know if that'll ever happen in this current. I wish. I, I love Dead Space. I beat the first and second one. Uh, third one, I, I was. It's not that it wasn't scary. I, I was gonna play it or finish it, but it was just a lot of stuff that came out at the same time yeah, that I yeah, just couldn't it, play it. Was it. A crowded year. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing that on. I played that through co-op, and then I just played Gears Four co-op with him as well. Ooh. Nice man. Um, so we played that, and we've also been playing. We just. Wargroove? Have you guys heard about Wargroove? Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a, you know, we're going to talk about them later because uh, Chucklefish is the company that's behind that. Oh, yeah, and, and they, they have an indie game. They, yeah, Another one. yeah. They are constantly putting out great indie mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys haven't checked them out, they they do amazing games. Uh, Wargroove is one of them. I mean, Stardew. Uh, they do Stardew Valley. Oh, they do Stardew as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because I, I love, because we just started playing kind of blindly. Um, we were like looking for something to play while downloading something else. Yeah. Um, and it's great. We just hop on the same team and then we face the AI and it just really scratches those Advance Wars days. It does. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's about it. That's about nice, it. Yeah, yeah. Good. good. Diverse. Nice. What, if, what about we're Emily? Or, or, oh. We're all different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and Emily are on the Fire Emblem. Right, <laughs> okay. Uh, fire Emblem, Fire Emblem. Oh my god. I just got to the time jump. I'm so jealous. I'm so Oh my gosh, these glow ups are beautiful. That's why I'm here. I mean, I was at a party on Saturday and Kelly Nugent and I just literally talked about mm -hmm. Fire Emblem and our love interest for over heard, an hour. Right, it's crazy. Yeah. When you've been saying time jump, I'm imagining like 150 years. So then when you said glow up, I immediately <laughs> went to corpses. And then I was like, well, I guess it yeah, depends like, on what you're into. Yeah, whatever. Okay, Emily. Okay, okay Fire Emblem people, that's just five years, but. All their costumes are so great. They're so color-oriented, man. Yeah. Ignatz, mm, mm, my boy. <laughs> Why didn't I romance him from the beginning? Choice, uh, next time. But he grew I, into his body. Oh, he's just grew his haircut, really. His haircut just became a lot better. How do, you, how do you grow into your body? I mean, like, you know how dogs' paws are really big when they're puppies? It's like, because they're going to be big dogs. Yeah. So it's so like his know. head was bigger and then it grew uh, into it? I mean, he was just small. He's just a little boy. Oh, it was just like, you know, but... Uh, but I hear the Globes are amazing. If you guys listen to our friend Patrick Ellers and Mark uh, Mark Mitchells, they have a podcast called Nintendo Cartridge Society. Mm -hmm. uh, and I listen to them like you because I support my friends. I like talking about Nintendo. But they uh, they also talk like they spent like five minutes talking about the Globes and how it was like you don't know. It doesn't sound like a lot, but then when you see it, it's like it's so oh my god. And also their personalities change too, and that's why I'm loving this game so far. I'm loving this game so much. It's very much my game of the year so far, just because. There is so much great story there, and there's so much great... These characters are so rich, and you think that they're like, oh, well, this is this type of character in a dating sim, or this is this type of character in a Fire Emblem game. They each have so many levels to them, and their levels are really brought out by their interactions and their support conversations with other characters, which I have, like, a blast just watching and listening to. Uh, but I will say I did this, so I know there's been a photo that's been going around Twitter a lot that shows a girl playing Fire Emblem on a treadmill. I've seen that. I did I that saw that. <laughs> Wait, yeah. you did? I did it today. I mean, that sounds fine. Because it's like, I removed the Joy-Cons. Yeah. And I was, I was, I had a really steep incline and I was doing a climb. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to battle grind my kids. And so I was on this super steep incline working out, had my Joy-Cons in both hands. And I was playing Fire Emblem for like a good 40 minutes on the treadmill. And I've never felt more alive. Like that's I was awesome. like, this is what the switch was made for. Yeah, that's great. I went and then I was like, I am that woman in that photo. But it, like, it totally makes sense, especially because yeah, it wasn't like I had to hold it right here. I literally uh -huh. removed the Joy Cons, uh, put because this treadmill at my at my 
my apartment complex in the gym uh, has almost like where the fan comes out, so mm-hmm. it has this perfect shelf. And I would just walk in and just be up, all right, final battle, let's grind these kiddos, okay? Well, actually, now they're adults because of the time jump. Yeah, phrasing. <laughs> but uh, I did that, and it was really good. Yeah, I finally, uh, 10 like... 10 out of 10, would recommend. I, 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 I don't usually do this, but I, on my lunch break with playing, I like, took my Switch, and I go into the control room at work where all the monitors are, and, and it's, like, dark, darkly lit and AC, and I oh, hide, I said, I hide in the corner, and because no one goes in the control room, because uh, we're not filming anything today, so I'm just hit, sitting there by myself in the dark corner playing Fire Emblem so I can grind my kids and like get them to level up. But I'm at a point where I'm actually like good is, at the game now. I'm this, actually good. Is this a guys. phrase that all these Fire Emblem people use? Grinding kids. <laughs> I don't. That's a, is it a thing or like? <laughs> I don't think so. Because I think in the other, because like the last Fire Emblem game, Awakening. It was much more like, oh, these two, it would be, it was their kids from the future came back in time and said, you guys stop this dragon from destroying the world. Okay. Uh, by the way, we're the kids in the future. Hello. Okay. Uh, and so you would, you have to do is you have to grind these adults and battle and make them have the skills that you wanted their At kids to have. that's legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm grinding my kiddos. Now they're adults. <laughs> but like, no, yeah, these are my students. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's go battle for two hours straight so you all level up ten levels. So this, is, this seems, I've never played Fire Emblem. It seems like Pokemon with but it's like, strategy oh my God, it's, like, it's strategy game and it's, yeah, more it's, of an attachment, it's like, I feel like. it's classes, yeah. so you're kind of like, okay, trying to, you're also trying to balance out your team. Okay, how many magic users do I have? How many archers? How many... The combat is Advanced Wars. Yeah. Okay. And, and Wargroup. Final, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, exactly. That was my first Final Fantasy game. That's the, that's oh, the what is Final Fantasy? <laughs> I was so confused. But, but, the, but it's so much deeper than the combat. Like the yeah. role-playing The role-playing is world great. Building, like, the, it's the, such the a phenomenal... It's, it's not just like... It's not just like a traditional like strategy romance I, game. It I'm still... I'm only on chapter six. I feel like I'm taking forever. I know. Well, I'm how many going chapters through a lot. So far, I'm at fourteen, and I just got to, and I just okay, got to cool. the time skip. Because no. I haven't been able to recruit anyone yet. Is that bad? Uh, I'm at chapter six. Okay. No, no, it's not bad. <laughs> See, I what I started doing. No, what I started doing is uh, there's a there's a few different ways you can recruit people. Building up your relationships to them is the key. Yeah, they say you... they say like, oh, I you need this level of lance and this level of magic in order for me to be want to be in your class professor. So I just need to buy them all gifts and like buy them all up and gifts, tea time and find their lost items. And then grind and like I, you can only bring one person in to like. We can only recruit one other person. No, grind yourself in battle. Oh, I see. Because what you're every time that you, seems like a distraction. Because, because every time you level, because <laughs> every time you level up, your overall stats level up. So if you're like, if someone basically the base level stat they all need too. So if someone's like, you need high mag, you need magic to recruit me. You need to have a base level of magic twenty or higher. You also need to have a high relation. The higher the relationships, the more Easier. they, the lower their expectations okay. of you. Okay, so I'm probably getting close to where they'll start joining me. Around, at once you, I mean, once, as soon as you're a high enough level and you're around, I think level like nine, or chapter nine and ten, eight, nine, and ten, that's when you really, I thought like, for sure, it's so easy to recruit people. I thought me and Bernadetta were going to, I thought she was going to join already, I was like, we're, we got a good relationship, you know, uh, but my bow skill's low. <laughs> so I got to Also, personal, I mean, private, private, private tutoring with the different, uh, right, the, the Garrick Ma- uh, and the administrators that have those skills is really, really helpful too. It's so deep, dude. <laughs> share, just share a meal, just share a meal with new students you have in your class. I need to get more experience so I can have, do more activities in the day. I only could do like four activities. Do you go right around now. and look for every single book on campus? 
lot? Is that a lost item? If you go into all their different rooms, you can find books that will like level you up to. And if you fish every day, it levels you up. I do that. Yeah. So I, I'm just. I'm, you I just have to keep. I'm like, probably on the the right path, everyone. I, I just feel are. like I'm, I'm just like anxious because I don't want to get to the time skip and not recruit anybody. You are very far away from the time skip. You are. You, you will know when the time skip is coming because they're very much like it's coming. <laughs> I'm very happy. I love this game so much. Yeah. Fun fact: yeah. I recruited someone and they didn't appear on my team in the time skip, which is like, uh-oh, do they have a bigger place in the plot than I thought? So I'm very curious to see what happens. Or they died. No! <laughs> dude, things happened. Five years. Permadeath, <laughs> oh dude. There's, yeah, you can play... Oh, there's permadeath? You, you can play... Either there's two different modes. There's normal and advanced, and then there's no death, and then there's permadeath. They don't even have or they don't even have a funeral or they don't even acknowledge these dead kids. You just burn them and move on. Yeah. Oh. It's it's sad. What have you been playing, Nate? <laughs> uh, I've just been jumping back into uh, uh, Sekiro. Uh, Sekiro. I don't know if I'm saying it even right. Uh, Sekiro. 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 Uh, it's it's hard, but you know it's fine. I like. Playing those type of mm-hmm. games, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. Did you yeah. see the mod where they put Woody from Toy Story in the game? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes I sense with the grappling hook. That's awesome. I actually want to. Yeah, I want to try that now. But yeah, that's all I've been playing so far. I went out of time. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to news, which it's all oh been Gamescom. Yeah. You know? A lot of stuff this week, man. Yeah, a lot Damn. of stuff, and we should start off with uh, Sony inquiring. Sonic Games, oh, which dang. I kind of, to me, Sonic Games has always been like Sony's, uh, how can I put this? They yes, owned them, long time, but they didn't own them. Yes, for a long time, um, they obviously made PlayStation exclusive. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and um, Clank, Spyro. Yeah, they would just trade off Ratchet, yeah. Resistance, Spyro, yeah. all that jazz. Yeah, oh, man, this is really and good. In fact, there's like a lot of stuff people don't really even. Yeah, they made some stuff special for Oculus too. They make a yeah. lot of Oculus games. Mm-hmm. I, I worked be, on two of those Oculus games. Which will be um, interesting to see now that they are now Sony exclusives, that they will now be making Sony uh, PSVR games. I, I would imagine so. It, 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 it's interesting because what I don't think a lot of people realize really is um, they essentially bought two studios because Insomniac mm-hmm. has a Durham location. Oh, um, that's that. why like Insomniac is able to crank out so much stuff. Like when I was at Insomniac, like they would they've slowed down because I think the, quali- the just the natural how much it takes to make a AAA game now is a lot. Uh, but when I was there, like it was like they were making like Facebook games. Like the first project I worked on, well, first non internship project I worked on was like a game called Outernauts on like Facebook, and then mm-hmm. like then it became mobile, and they made a bunch of mobile games, and then they're they've done like four Oculus projects, and there were three Oculus projects that came out within the same... So they had... One year, they had... Alright. So, Story Sunset time. Overdrive. Mm-hmm. Right. And that oh, was man. that was at the end of 2014. Right. 2015, it was like... Uh, they were like more prepping. I don't think anything came out in 2015. Because uh, that's when I became, I became... I became a writer after Sunset Overdrive. I would assume they were starting to work on Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. So all that was like all that was happening. Like I, I was there when all that was in pre-pro and stuff like that. Uh, I remember the first like swinging mechanic and stuff because they would like send out company updates and you would go and play it and all that kind of stuff. Um, But there was a year where it was like the Ratchet and Clank game, which is better than it should have been. That game is 
awesome on PS4. Yeah, Ratchet and um, Clank yeah. games are always good. Yeah, because I remember like, the company that was producing the movie at the time. Yeah, they were the company that Mountain Dew also hired to do Mountain Dew's uh, game fuel on Twitch. I remember you talking about that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, because there was the movie, so they did the movie with it. Um, and honestly, like Durham did a lot of that, so I didn't have a lot of hands on with that. Mm-hmm. And when it came out, I was like. Oh, this is so good, and you always expect there to be a level of quality with Somniac, but like it, it was, it was really good. That came out. Three Oculus games came out, um, which you know we're still like those things take a lot um, to to make, just especially because the technology at the time was still still figuring it out. Mm. Like, one of the games I wrote was a third person Oculus game, um, which Ooh. no one had ever done a third person. <laughs> Third, like a third-person VR game before. Yeah. Um, how would that? How would that work? What so is it called? Yeah. It's called Edge of Nowhere. It's. It it's a um, it's basically a Mountains of Madness is what it is. It's like a Lovecraftian thing. Okay. Um, and at that time we were just experimenting a lot. Uh, but it was like, you would hover around, and you would be if you would be. It, it worked fine. Like you, your your head would kind of be the camera, so you could look around and kind of look around the environment, and you could still move your person. Um, so it was it was interesting. So it was still a little bit like it wasn't wide open spaces because they don't want you to like super look back. Right. Um, it was was it on rails or? It wasn't really on rails. Like the spaces were open. Like it was okay. more of like a stealth game. Like you had to sneak around this like weird Cthulhu creature stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, they so they. Yes, and I think for a while it was Insomniac. Uh, this was the, like the perfect time to sell because like your your value is never going to be higher than after you have a thirteen point three million selling game. Yeah, because even if you think about like a potential Spider Man two, which oh yeah, will happen. Yeah, it probably will. Yep. I mean, uh, I mean now with what's happening now and yeah, you it, know with. Everything going on, yeah. But in you, the you can't. Macro. But I guess for especially from a science perspective, you can't guarantee that number again. No, you can't because of the install base. Yeah, so the high. install base is ridiculous on the PS4, and you just can't. You never know. Like you look at how the generations has shifted. It's like gone ping pong between Microsoft and Sony as far as who's selling yeah. so many consoles. Um, so I think it was it was the perfect time, and also what Sony bought was, uh, and Sonic was using their own engine. Yeah. So all of a sudden you have access to a bunch of like new tech. Yeah. Um, Dang. That can be shared across everything. And, uh, so it's interesting. Sony hasn't said a word. They didn't say anything much during E3. They haven't said a word most of this year, and they just come out, and drop this bomb, and leave. And this is probably the one, probably the most talked about thing right now on games. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is so. which is kind of crazy. I think it is. It makes me really happy because like. Um, it's just like they're really good people there, um, and a lot of people I know are still there, which is crazy for the game industry. It's yeah, for real though. Insane turnover. Yeah, uh, and there are really good people, uh, so to see this kind of success is awesome. And I think this overhead will be will be good because they work with Sony really well. Um, they know kind of how to coordinate, and now they've also not only worked with Sony very well, but they've worked with Marvel really well, which is another huge like yeah. Yeah. influence. Mm. So uh, it's cool, and it, and it makes sense too because I—it's weird because I, I was in, because Insomniac has a very like indie spirit. Like it's like we are independent, we love that. Let's let's do it. But the option was always there, I'm sure. Um, 
And just recently, I actually came from, back from Gamescom. Uh, I ran into one of my friends who used to work at Naughty Dog at the airport. Um, Whoa. And it was it was so random. Uh, so we were talking. I hadn't I hadn't seen him in a long time, but we were just catching up. Um, and he was like, "Man, I bet like I bet Sony's about to buy Insomniac." Um, <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, I don't know. Like maybe, but I don't I don't know. It, it all depends on kind of how you do it." And he totally called like again it's like legitimately a week later he he messaged me and was like called it and i was like yeah you, you did um, <laughs> but it, it makes sense they're renovating their entire like studio right now uh so yeah they're sony they're gearing up for or they probably have much more in store for yeah. the, maybe psx i don't know if it's happening this year uh they have like killer first party parties Studios right now. I mean, they always have, yeah. but they have now that with Sony games, they have Naughty Dog, they have Guerrilla Games, Monica Studios. Santa Monica Studios, uh, Japan Studio, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the list goes on. But they're they're set. They more. are. They're ready. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The only, yeah. Here's the only potential wavy thing is if if Sony does not consider Game Pass a threat, then they're they're not dumb, but they they need to consider Game Pass a threat because. Microsoft is positioning themselves as very future forward. And Sony can do that, but yeah. like you can tell that Microsoft is going to Microsoft's business strategy is going to be have a lot of games from a lot of these developers that they have. Yeah. Whereas Sony is more focused on the giant games that will sell a lot, mm. single player focused every totally. every now and then. And it'll just be interesting to see like which one is more beneficial when, as we go towards the streaming future and the boxless future. Um, I, I mean, I, I love, like, God of War. Oh, my God. Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Like, I, I know that I love those big single-player experiences. But it'll be interesting to see, like, in the long run. Like, I think Microsoft's tale is... They're, they're shooting for the way long time. Yeah, they've acquired yeah. so many yeah. studios yep. these past two years. And they're different because they have, like, infrastructure as well. Uh, but... Um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's interesting to see how the different com- companies are going, and and I must Sony must be having some some type of Game Pass competitor. Uh, I think they're us. just holding their bottles till PSX, if, which happens most likely in the year. I really hope. I personally hope because I went to the PlayStation Experience mm-hmm. um, the last time they had it, which was two thousand seventeen. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. And Insomniac already had a huge, 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 huge display there. Yeah. Of course yeah. for Spider Man. Spider Man gearing up. They had a bunch of this big old setup there. But um but yeah, I feel like that was such an incredible gaming experience. Sony really knows how to create uh hey here here's available here are ways for you to play the games, here are stations where you can play the games, but also here's a whole interactive space that's like it's not just about playing games, it's also about experiencing the world of the game and talking to people, talking to developers, and going through exhibits or, or seeing information about games. I thought that was very, very smart and creative, and I really hope they do that again this year and they just go showstopper, like, here's what we, we've got. Right. Um, yeah. Um, that, that's that's a great that's, insight. That's, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. thank you so much, man. Uh, that's awesome. It's it's crazy. I'm I'm excited to uh, I play I play Ultimate Frisbee with those guys every Wednesday. So oh, I'm gonna go like, <laughs> Um it's funny, yeah, because we, we started playing I started playing Ultimate with them like when I worked there and I just keep going. That's great. That's man. Awesome. Yeah, it's that's fun. Good. It's fun. Well, 
there's some sad news that came out so far this this uh, week, so, as well as with the Gamescom being going on right now, and that's with the uh, Game Informer layoffs. Uh, yeah. I didn't read too much into it. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know much about it until you said something. Yeah, I was I was uh, on Twitter at work as you do, <laughs> and I, I saw Game Informer was trending, and I was like. Uh, what? And I, I clicked on it. And I just yeah. saw at the I saw it caught at the beginning where they they're starting to let people go. There's like twenty people have been let go. There's no max the cap number yet, and I think we got the final over a hundred. Yeah, and, uh, a significant number of the nineteen editorial staff. Which is, man, like guys, like Game Informer. I honestly think is one of the best. Like, it's a solid gaming publication. If you, I, I get the magazine, or I, I, I. I don't know if I still will, you know, like I would get the magazine monthly from GameStop and I think it's what they're, they're partners with GameStop and that's probably where... Doesn't GameStop own them? I thought yeah, yeah, GameStop exactly. owns them yeah. and GameStop also owns ThinkGeek. ThinkGeek's site is now going down. That's oh. going down. They're, and then, because GameStop has just, GameStop has said that they are in, uh, essentially, they're in a reboot. They're kind of, they're, they're, they're just... Essentially cutting financial fat. Well, oh, I say that with air quotes horribly. Uh, and they're trying to, they're trying to reevaluate their company and their system. Yeah. Because well, as you said, it's all, it's all connected was, to GameStop. A boxless future. Like this is a yeah. retailer yeah. that has been on the slow decline. I think they've been great because they've been offer, able to offer exclusives. You can order really, really nice exclusives. I always games. do physical, like for for my games. Through GameStop. Same. I'm a huge. Fan of physical, but as we get into more and more buying digital yeah. and streaming, yeah. especially Games Pass, like yeah. how this affects, I think GameStop is seeing how this is already affecting them and yeah. trying to. I mean, the industry has slowly been combating used game sales. And like, yeah. this is, if if most of your profit was based on that, then that's why they bought these other, that's why they bought Think Geek and that's why they bought all this. Because they, they knew it was coming. Was, yeah. I mean, if you go into a store now, it seems like a hot topic. That's exactly really, what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's still like it's, it's like, yeah, it's hard, and it, it's it's such a bummer that like the axe has swung on this like editorial side. Cause that uh, I think that was like that was like that was my favorite part. Like I'm a pro member, which I don't buy used games. I'm a pro member, so like, I don't think I've ever bought a used game in a while. Because like, a while, actually, because bought, accessibility has become way easier. Yeah, yeah. I've bought, yeah. I've, I've bought a lot. I think the last time I actually went to GameStop to buy these games was 2015. And I actually bought all the original Mass Specs on, in the collector set mm, nice. on the Xbox 360. I was then mansplained Witcher, which was a little tricky. That made me hard. It made it hard to go back to games, that GameStop yeah. in that location yeah. again. Because I was like, I didn't need to be mansplained yeah. <laughs> Witcher. But um, but yeah, I think that yeah, 2015 was the last time I bought a a, a used game. But yeah. I feel like that was the incentive to be a pro member right. was to get the the little 12 discount. month the you get the the little discount and you get the subscription to Game Informer right. for the year. Yeah, I I collect them. I have like stacks of Game Informer from for years. It's <laughs> crazy. This happened over what five ten years. How it just changed because GameStop used to be like mega like really big. According to this Forbes article, their stock is down seventy four percent since the start of the year. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I believe we talked about that earlier in an early episode about the stock being down. When honestly, you probably if you would probably look at it, they used to get so much of their money from advertising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much like that's why there's a GameStop manager. Like GameStop managers conference, yeah. which it still happens, yeah. but it used to be huge. Like when I was doing my Sunset Overdrive circuit, like 
Microsoft has a huge presence. Like all the companies had a huge presence there at a GameStop managers conference. It was just for GameStop like managers. For management. Yeah, and it's legitimately so they can like broker deals and like mm. which people to. So I think as you can probably tell, like if there's not as many advertisements and all that, like it's, for sure that side of the business is probably suffering as well. Um, which is a which on one hand, uh, when I was a kid, like GameStop was the place I loved to go. Um, you know, and just like ex- to feel around games because I didn't have a lot of gamer friends at all, and that was, was I also applied there a lot. And never, you applied and never got it. Oh yeah, I never got it, and I was so upset. I applied so many times to all like every every GameStop in Memphis slash EB Games in Memphis. I probably applied to. I stayed overnight to pre-order my PS3. Um, I've done stuff like that. I I like those kinds of events. You know, I. I'm gonna miss, uh, I don't know. Like, that's why I, really, I like that, that community part of it. Yeah. That, like, when they did have, like, there's one game stuff that I like in, in LA. And because the owners, the manager is so cool. His name's Neo. He's at. Whoa, is he the one? He is the one. He's so cool, though. Uh, and he always hooks it up. But he always throws, they always do 9 p.m. launches and stuff. And they always, like, do giveaways and stuff. It's like a fun thing. I'm so bummed, yeah, I'm so sad that I just, with Fire Emblem, I just realized the GameStop does 9 p.m. releases, because I really wanted to get a hard copy of Fire Emblem Three Houses, because I'm the same way, I'm, I'm a huge fan of having a hard copy of my games, I love having, have one of those Ikea, uh, one of those Ikea shelves, and I've got a whole basket full of games, just hard copies of games, because all my stuff, I still play my Xbox 360, I've got all my favorite titles on there yeah. from, yeah. Buy my original Bioshock to Fallout New Vegas because that's the only place I can play it anymore, and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and that's a bummer about Game Informer as well because it's probably it'll be interesting to see like if the magazine does kind of stop happening and they do focus purely on video content because yeah. they do a lot of video content on their mm-hmm. their site, uh, and their site is still like a, a really good place to go for it. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'd say it's one of the top. Top it's sites right up there with, yeah, uh, Kotaku and whatnot. Yeah. I think, you know, people might see this as a danger for journalism or whatever, but I, I think it's just there that, because it's GameStop. It's like, yeah, that? it's that, that's, the, that's issue, the issue. And they, yeah. they decided to cut fat there. And that's that's a bummer. According um, to, yeah, this Forbes article, the layoffs eliminated 120 positions uh out of the of the entire company, so that's all of GameStop. I'll be honest; I had no idea. Oh, all of GameStop. So all okay. GameStop, and I think GameStop was affected by this, and Game Informer. Okay, I see. Okay. So fourteen okay. percent of the total company's total associate base uh, was cut as well. Yeah, was either, I think it was cut together. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's a bummer. Well, that's crazy. It's tough, yeah. It's tough. We live in this this yeah, media industry. I mean, it's irony. The ir- the irony thing is the big article that's going around on Twitter today. I think is this recent article that's like, look at all these amazing podcasts that are all these famous people. All these famous people are making podcasts now, and now podcasts are a thing. And all it's getting all this backlash because you have people who are like, the podcasting industry was at its peak like five years ago. Uh, yeah, like, right. Five, yeah, yeah, I it's, think that, it's always I been mean, there. It must always happen, you know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. It, it sucks that. that I mean, I know it's part of the industry, but unfortunately, stuff like this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, moving on, uh, <laughs> sorry, we have to like we have technical difficulties that to, to fix. Um, You're doing great, man. 
yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo's indie uh indie world showcase. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. I know, I know Matt and Emily, you you two are most excited about what's been showcased. I didn't see any I didn't see much from uh the news about it, but you two can Let go me read into off it. a list <laughs> oh real my quick gosh. of all the games announced. Here we go. Risk of Rain two, Eastward, Freedom Finger, Roki, Torchlight two, Skater XL, Europa, Super Hot Switch, Dungeon Defenders, The Tourist, Skellboy, Earth Knight, Hotline Miami Collection, Blasphemous, Close to the Sun, Cat Quest two, Spirit Fair, Tribe Four, The Nightmare Prince, Creature in the Well, One Finger Death Punch two, Best Friend Dog, Best Friend Forever, Otome with Dogs, that's why, yep, uh, Fogs, <laughs> uh, What the Golf, Kine, Northguard, Sparklight, Munchkin Quack Quest, and Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition. What what? That was all in twenty Ooh. minutes. They showed all that. So yeah, it was it was cool. I I didn't see any of it. So uh, what what were you two's favorites? I, I have you seen? I did watch okay. it. So I did my all, homework. You you all all three. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm a guest on favorites? this podcast, and I did my homework. <laughs> what are what are some of your faves from that uh, showcase? Oh, best friend forever. Be- best friend forever. Uh, That's the the dog Atomi one. Yes, okay. it combines dating and dog grooming. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, what are, who are you? Who are you dating in this? Like the you are groomers? a dog owner. You're a dog owner dating other dog owners, but yeah. then your dog can also date their dog. Yeah. Now, does it have to? What if? What if you're in love with the person, but your dog is in love with them? The other person's dog. Like, is is there conflict there? There's probably some conflict yeah. there. There's See, probably some conflict. imagine. 101 Dalmatians if the dogs hated each other. But oh, oh man. gosh, that'd be horrible. Right? More drama. It'd be more drama. That sounds like a different kind of rom com. They eliminate each other until yeah. the last one stands. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's hellish. Uh, that one does look cute. That was I, if you're an Atome fan, uh, which are usually pretty pretty fun. I I, I love games. dating games. Yeah. I love them so much. I get the ones Mystic Messenger on your phone. Oh, Mystic Messenger is pretty good. Mis- Surprisingly, really good writing on Mystic Messenger. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah, <laughs> I got to try that one. Hatafool boyfriend. That's the pigeon. Oh yeah, one. the pigeon one. Oh yeah, yeah I one. I played that one. There was yeah, a samurai that one. one that was available if you had the PlayStation. Uh, if you had a if you had a PlayStation subscription, you could get like the samurai one on. Oh, uh, like it was one? like a demon samurai one on the PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> so I good. It. I love dating Sims. I think they're an absolute hoot. I mean, that's part of the reason why I love Fire Emblem. There's not as much dating in Fire Emblem, but um, but yeah, I think especially you add you add dogs to this. It also has a very much. It feels. I think they even said that they're a little inspired <laughs> by Dream Daddy. It has kind of a very much a Dream Daddy feel to it. And yeah. So I'm I'm excited for it. Do you think the developers of Dream Daddy just scrapped Dream Doggy? Ooh. Ooh. We should ask them. You should ask them. Yeah. yeah. They're like, ah, oh, dang it. Uh, for me, the one that I thought there was like, I, there's, I I have like, there's a lot I was really into. Oh yeah, and Trine um, Four is really great. Play Trine Four and E3. Yeah. It's super duper fun. I highly recommend it. So she like side scrollers and puzzle great. solving. Yeah. It looks awesome. It's fun. Um, another one that I was really into was the one I'm, like my, that I'm most anticipating is Eastward from Chucklefish, mm. who did Wargroove and and Stardew Valley and stuff. Uh, Eastward looks just so so cool. It looks like a like an action adventure game, like mis- like with a mystery and the art style is really really pretty and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what it's about. But oh it yeah, it kind of looks like uh, The Last of Us, just like a side scroller because it's a it's like an old guy and his or something. I think of a different it's, one. There's one with an old guy and a little girl. 
it is an old guy and a little girl. Yeah, I was uh, just but, and kind of post-apocalyptic. Mm. Yeah, a, an, or that's the only reason I said it, it seems like Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. It, it, I mean, to me, like, I just love this art style. Let me show you. It's like yeah, it's it, a good art style. Yeah, it's like it's this weird like adventure oh. game, uh, top-down looking view. It's just it. Oh, it looks great. Nothing happened. You're good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, cool. That one I'm looking forward to. And then the other one I'm looking forward to is uh, I'm really looking forward to Spirit Fair, which is this crazy. Uh, uh, oh wait, not not Spirit Fair. I am looking forward to Spirit Fair, but I'm looking forward to uh, what is it? Oh, Earth Night. Earth Night. Oh yeah. It's it looks like it's it's it looks like like a Sonic platformer, but with like dragons and it looks super crazy you play as a young black woman and or like an older gentleman you know and it, it looks like it plays like sonic where you're running on dragons and stuff it looks insane that one looks real real good um and then the the, the last one i was really excited for uh was let's see oh the skellboy skellboy looks awesome that one kind of looks like in a zelda kind of game yeah. but you're like a skeleton you can like replace your body parts and stuff that's, that's what I'm excited cool. about I love yeah. really fun I love fun gameplay like that yeah it's like a lo- fun quirk it's it's Zelda but it's like you can put take a foot on the body of this adventure or whatever because you're uh, a skeleton cool. you gotta retake the kingdom uh, it looks it's really like fun. Headlander yeah um, I'm pumped about okay so I will never play a Torchlight 2 just on the Switch seems like a lot of fun I love Torchlight when I first played it um, Skater XL I'll yeah. never play this game because I would be terrible at it. But the idea of like a purely physics-based <laughs> skating game where like no two tricks are the same, I just want to know how it works. Okay. I want to play mm-hmm. it for two minutes, get frustrated, and never play it again. <laughs> but I still like appreciate the idea it. <laughs> of it and appreciate people who yeah. can be good at it because that's – I mean, if you think about it, that's that's crazy if if the board just – the board does have the physics and it works the way it should – it's it's almost like a a co-op situ- or humans fall flat flat situation yes. where it's just like really trying to manage it but doing that skillfully. I don't know. I, again, I'm not going to be good at, it, but I want to watch people be good at it. Uh, Dungeon Defenders Awakened. Mm-hmm. I want to play really bad because uh, I was all about that tower defense phase, and then I think it got kind of boned over by microtransaction phase. They kind of hit at the same time, and uh, a lot of it got hit on that. But this new one looks awesome. Yeah. And I want to check it out. It's coming out first on the Switch, so I should probably get a Switch. You don't yeah, have a so Switch you, you yet? Oh, oh, really? I, I think you should get the Switch Lite. I think you're a perfect person to get the Switch Lite because you're, you're on the go all the time, I and it's yeah. cheaper, and it's a better battery life. Yeah. I well, See, the thing, I was going to go the opposite way because remember they were like Switch Lite, and then we're going to have the the beefed up one, not just the battery one that came out, but they were but like – the actual Switch Lite Yeah, Pro. the Switch Pro. Pro. And I, because I'm always kind of a person where usually for Nintendo consoles, I buy them when Pokemon comes out. That's just kind of the person. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure it'll be of course, of coming course. out for it. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing is now it's like I'm going to not have Pokemon on launch and I don't know if I can deal with that emotionally. Mm. So I have to, I have to make a decision and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Slay the Spire is so great on the Switch. Yeah, I know. That would also destroy me. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, it's Just, true. All my time would be gone. I, you know, I love, I, I love Nintendo's 
they're put like I said, I've talked about this. I don't know if I talked about this on this podcast, but I've talked about it definitely on Hyper RPG mm-hmm. how they put they're putting their indies finally at the forefront. They're finally giving yeah. them the limelight so much attention. Yes. They got their own freaking direct. Yeah. They're getting that, yeah. which is so huge. Yeah. I know as soon as I buy a Switch, I would just download a bunch of games I already have, like Binding of Isaac. Oh, I'm going to play this <laughs> forever and stuff like that. So it, it, that's why I'm almost like waiting to buy it. But uh, Cat Quest 2, I'm excited. That looks so, great. Yes. So, does anybody like play Cat, Cat Quest? Quest? I never heard of it. Cat Quest, is it's a mobile game. Uh-huh. It, it might be on some It's, it's also on Switch. Okay, oh, it the is? The first one's on Switch. Okay, yeah. well, I play the first one on mobile, and it's, it's a fun, mm-hmm. like – I, I I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's an action RPG where you're a cat like just smashing things. But how you move <laughs> it is like I, I don't know. And it's like it's very light fun. And the second one is more of that. So I'm down. Uh, and then what else did I see? Oh yes, uh, which you guys probably know about, but Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, of course, yeah. and that got it now for the Switch, yeah, right? Yeah, for, for right here, like yeah. September twenty seventh. Well, pretty coming up. I'm, I'm yeah. going to segue into games. I mean, we've already been talking about GamesCon, yeah. mainly with Nintendo mm-hmm. and some of the announcements. But what have been your all's biggest or favorite thing that's been announced or shown at GamesCon? I loved the. I was really into the Death Stranding footage. Mm-hmm. I watched that whole. Uh, Kojima. You text me. He's like, "Is it peeing? Is he peeing?" Yeah, oh, yeah. I, re- I remember <laughs> getting that text too. Because Kojima took a break, so just so he could be there to show that little bit of footage. Because they're in like crunch mode right now. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it has not even gone gold yet. Yeah, and it's yeah. got an October release. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, so it's like that game. That the footage is so trippy, man. They show Guillermo del Toro's uh, role. He like, did you see this like footage? I haven't Him, like, seen all of it. I've seen like, yeah. like I've seen parts of it. Uh, it, it gave us a little bit more background to the, what sort these of. babies are. So basically, I think from what I can understand, what I've seen like from discussions and and visuals and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, I think basically in Mads Mikkelsen, <laughs> um, I think essentially some scientists did a bad mm-hmm. trying to contact the dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now you're Norman Reedus. There's two worlds. There's two worlds. There's the land of the dead and there's the land of the living. Oh boy, and somehow this baby is a thing that connects you. Okay. Yeah. So you got to use this baby because the baby connects you to the dead world and the world of the living. And so using the baby, you navigate your way across. A single baby, not multiple babies. No, just, just this one, one baby. Because you got to take care of baby. Is this the baby that baby. he finds? I've only seen the original trailer because I went on media blackout for it. Oh, it's yeah, the baby from the – oh, my gosh, yeah, the first trailer, the baby he picks, he picks up. It's, yeah. like, attached that, to him. Yeah. Okay, okay. And they introduce a character, though, in this in the <laughs> Kojima stuff. Oh. Uh, okay. There's a, they show they show two footage. There's the Guillermo del Toro footage where he's, like, a scientist talking about, you know, the babies and how they connect to this other world. And then there's another woman, uh, this woman named Mama. Uh, they call her Mama. And it's like her she, baby. Well, she's connected to – There's yeah, she's connected to a baby, but you can't see it. Wait, uh, Mama is connected to a baby. Yeah, this woman – Okay. She's, there's, she's like, there, but like, it starts off with Norman Reed's looking up, and there's like a baby footprint crawling on the ceiling, but you can't see the baby, and you see this like invisible umbilical cord, and this woman walks out, and it's attached to this woman, and she's like, that's like, that's I can't leave this place because that's my child who's on the other side, and we're bound to this place to, because I, I'm here, and sh- and it's uh, my baby's over there. I'm like, 
What? With the baby is in like the past future. It's in the, no, the baby's like, like dead. The other, the other oh, like the, the like dead realm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I ha- I can't. This is the only place that we're safe because and I don't know what from what. Well, because they on the last it wasn't this trailer, but in the last trailer they showed too like these really creepy like shadowy kind yeah. of yeah. like yeah. slithery creatures and floating and that all float that. and yeah. can come attack you that live in that other world and by like by using the baby sense you can use your baby to see where these things are. Now, are you just carrying the baby around? Yes. Yeah, you got a baby you on your backpack. A, you have a baby. Do you have a baby right Bjorn? It's like a <laughs> baby tube. It's, it's like, like a pod. It's like remember seeing those cat backpacks that people can yeah, use to carry yeah, cats you just in? Throw a baby it in looks there. a lot like the now. <laughs> it is. It's not a fetus baby though, so it's not still growing. Well, I guess babies. Well, are no, it's growing. like it's like fetus baby. It's Wait, so baby it's like baby. it has to stay in its embryonic juice? Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, I think so. I, it's. I guess it's right. At the point, I, mean, I don't know oh how. It's hard uh, to explain. <laughs> it's, this it's Kojima. We're yeah. trying to explain yeah. Kojima. Have you guys yeah. played Metal Gear? Have you guys yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Metal Gear. <laughs> so th- they did. Sh- they did show gameplay. You want to okay, hear what yes. happened in this gameplay? I, yeah, please. I don't even know what the gameplay is. There's ladders. All I've seen is I've seen gifts of him like walking around the woods, and I'm like, oh. all right. Yeah, yes. He's in like this meadow, and it shows him. It's kind. Of, it was like kind of sad, man. Like it shows him. It starts off. And it, it's like a wide shot of him sitting down with this huge cargo backpack and he's just like just another minute you know um, and mm-hmm. uh and can you guys hear me still yeah mm-hmm. oh my headphone keeps coming in and out. oh Sorry. it's don't worry about it um okay so as long as you can hear me but um yeah so he's just like another minute and it's just like he takes the moment and, i don't know there's something that's just really haunting about it you know and he uh he finally gets up and he's just wandering he's he's a freaking you're delivering a package. You're a, a messenger boy. You're like uh, like like delivering a me- a package to a customer. That's like the thing. And you're walking around with this baby and this huge cargo thing. And it's like and you hear like hey over here. And he like opens up the scanner and you can see that there's like a little base on the top of this hill. So he just walks up. Or first he he when he stands up he unzips his pants. You don't see it and then he pees on the ground. Which, and there's a urination bar that you like get to okay. you have to Which, empty. Yeah, that's classic. Fun fact. Every we could hear you. You're fine. You're you're fine. Uh, anyway, uh, fun fact. Uh, Please don't tell me this is a fun fact about pain. Yes. <laughs> uh, every Kojima game that he's done, Metal Gear Solid, but basically, there's an aspect of somebody peeing. So first one is somebody peeing in a urinal, in urinal, urinal in a bathroom. Second one is uh, Raiden gets peed on. While he's running around. Oh, isn't what's the name Pee's pants in one of them? Uh, yeah, Johnny. Yeah. No, yeah. Johnny's literal thing is he craps. Yeah, he craps. In his yeah. That's his character <laughs> thing, and he ends up marrying Meryl. Meryl. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't uh, what's his name? Uh, the voice actor of Saw Snake talked about it. You David asked about Hader? it. Yeah, David. Yeah, Hader. He, ta- he hates Johnny. He hates Johnny <laughs> because he like he loves Meryl. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, but when you pee, mushrooms grow. Okay. Yeah. Like a mushroom grew. So he <laughs> pees and his mushroom grows. And he and eats he, the mushroom? No, he just, it just looks grows like he and then he walks though. away. It looks and like you probably could. Well, I'll get and 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 then he goes like, to find this 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 beacon. Okay. And he takes out this ladder that grows and like it gets big. Oh yeah, big, I've seen the ladder. And he climbs the ladder and then he goes into this little base and it's Kojima Jeff, uh, loves ladders. He, yeah, he, he does. does love ladders. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's a hologram of Jeff uh, Jeff Keeley. Oh yeah, he's in this game now <laughs> yeah. too. It's not his voice though. It's which not is his weird. voice. It's Wait, Matt Mercer's voice. voice. Just his face. It's, yeah. It's his, he's yeah. like a hologram. His, yeah, he's a hologram because he's a big. This is all making sense because someone yesterday was like. 
telling me it was like, oh, first Brandon and Sunset, now Jeff and Death Stranding. <laughs> You're in Sunset Overdrive? Yeah, yeah I'm uh, the final boss of that game. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> I like Go how you just slipped that in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this right now. It's very, it's, it's, a long, it's a lot to explain, but I did the video updates that would stream in-game. So for the second DLC, the second and final DLC for a boss, they they're like, do you want to be the boss? And I was like, sure. And they're like, all right. And I was like, okay, what if Fizco, who's the name of the bad guy, hacks me mm-hmm. and I become an evil version of myself? And then there's this whole arc that I led up to with the Sunset uh, TVs leading up to like 10 weeks out where I would start to glitch and everything. And you realize that, oh, I'm not a real person. I'm just an AI program run by Fizco to try to pacify the citizens of Sunset City. And I learned that right before I'm killed by the player. <laughs> oh, my god! Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's fun. awesome. It was very random. But, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I have an achievement on Xbox. And my achievement is called The Most Punchable Face. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's no, awesome. it's fine. I, I mean, I approved all of this. <laughs> and we, when we did the picture for the, for the achievement, I just tried to look the douchiest thing possible. So I'm like. Just like staring at the camera, like <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! On the face page, it says fizzy, overcharged drinkers, herkers, Brandon Winfrey. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's so uh, funny. But did, did you at least get to speak? Yeah, so uh, I shout. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I recorded a bunch of voice lines and I, so I talked to them and like. All that kind of stuff. See, Jeff Keighley didn't get to speak. Yeah, Matt Mercer. Yeah, yeah I li- I say things <laughs> like, "This is for calling me an Mercer? ugly Matt is Damon." Yeah, like I just shout lots of random. Yeah, things. yeah. you got, even got like a boss fight strategy page. Wow. Yeah, my boss is way too easy. I will say that, but it looks amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you deliver this package to Jeff Keighley, and then uh, <laughs> and then you walk out. And then he just thank you, sir. He and it's just the voice. <laughs> I just imagined the voice he's of just, McCree. Well, he you walk out, and then like the hologram disappears. And then you look back, and then the hologram appears in front of the building. Mm-hmm. And he go, he stands up and does like this weird like like yoga move. It's like thank you. Wait, Jeff Keighley does? No, yeah. was it yeah. Jeff Keighley or the baby? No, no it's, the, it's Jeff Keighley, the hologram of him. It's like, thank you. Wait, does he – you guys can't see this, but the motion he's doing is almost like the, the peak of a fusion dance. Yeah, that's Dragon kind of Ball. what he does. And then, you, and then Kojima acts – and then he falls off uh, – Norman Reedus falls off the hill. He's like, oh, God. And so then, he just uh, trips randomly and, and then yeah. delivers this. The baby yeah. starts crying, and you have, to, you have to take out the baby and, uh, and like, rock it. you got to come for that pump. baby. And that's all the footage we got. All right. I think and, this is my yeah. – I think my favorite – is this quote from Polygon.com? Is that because we all know Kojima also loves Mads Mikkelsen, like loves yeah, Mads dude, Mikkelsen. Uh, his entire Twitter is the <laughs> fan page from Mads Mikkelsen. So apparently, this game is going to feature a variety of Mad Mikkelsens because Mad Mikkelsens is kind of the main antagonist. He seems to be some kind of like boss in this other spooky, dark yeah. world, undead world. Looks like he's got it in him. Yeah, so oh. we're going to feature, there's going to be Mads, including Mads covered in blood, Mads tied, smoking Mads, variations with Mads' eyes, Mads with glasses, Kojima says, as well as singing Mads, and Mads in <laughs> <and> battle dress. <laughs> <laughs> so this has become, like, it's this is a game for Matt. This is a game for, uh, if you love Hannibal, and you love Mads Mikkelsen. Still, I have no idea what to expect. I'm probably going to buy I'm it day one. Yeah, and that's stoked. October, right? Oh, See, November. here's the thing. November. 
Oh, November? I yeah. Here's the thing I'm wondering now, which I did this for Last of Us, and I think it worked out. Should I just wait to play that game on the PS5? Ooh, it is going to be, it's going to be like, yeah, it's a game that's included. Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like every major PlayStation yeah. title is going to be patched to, oh, to play on PS5. Last of Us 2 is going to be on PS5. So yeah. Sure yeah. yeah. So I, I might, and I did that with Last of Us where I played the, the remastered uh-huh. for PS4. I did too. Yep. Yeah. And I, I feel like I should probably just wait, but then I won't be in on the discourse and then I won't be relevant on the internet. So maybe... <laughs> <laughs> the dis- oh, I gotta be in with the kids. <laughs> gotta be in that discourse, baby. <laughs> what else? Did, what did you guys see uh, that uh, that caught you? Like, really, what was your favorite thing so far from Gamerscom? Well, I I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited to see more information about Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, I'm very very curious about that game, and I'm and I'm curious to see more. Yeah. I still need to check it out. That's I haven't between work and prepping and stuff. It's been a little hard to watch everything. I did watch yeah part of the Death Stranding. Uh, and I did watch part of the Nindies, yeah. but yeah, it's been hard to kind of keep account of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was it's uh, also in European time. It's also like in, it's being announced like in Germany. So exactly. I, it was real dead at work yesterday. Otherwise I would not. Do <laughs> <that>. <laughs> we were like in the middle of production. So we're not shooting anything right now. So it's just like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gamescom. Yeah, exactly. Um, I saw like about 10 minutes of. Borderlands 3, which looks really cool. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, I did see it's that. It's more Borderlands, but it looks looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Um, I also looked at, they, they showcased more of The Witcher 3 on the Switch, and they talked yeah. about it more of how they were able to port it, which I find it be, it, it's it's such a awesome feat how they ported that game onto the Switch and made it work, especially it being undocked. Even though it's downgraded, like, a lot. A lot. It's a lot, yeah. Uh, especially if you undock it, it's, like, Maybe pushing ten to thirty FPS, which <laughs> yeah, Your fan just like yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fans are already running so hard mm-hmm. with Fire Emblem. I'm terrified yeah. to see what The Witcher Three does to yeah. my Switch. Yeah, yeah. but it, look, I mean, I don't know if I, maybe I'll get it because the the allure of playing it portable is always see, like that's, ah, how I think that's how they get you. Yeah, and yeah, but other than that, that's the two ones I'm excited <laughs> for. You know what surprised me that I was actually like I've never I'm not into these kinds of games. Well, I'm into like a couple. Like I'll play it, but is NBA? This is so weird. NBA 2K, uh, the new NBA 2K game uh-huh. has like a career story mode. That's like a legit story mode. Yeah. With, like oh yeah, yeah. it's Rosario Dawson oh. and yeah. Idris Elba. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. Wait yeah. a minute. I didn't expect no actors like that. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, it's LeBron James. LeBron James is, well, in it. Yeah, but it, like the story looks really good, and I'm like, I wonder how that's gonna play. In, like, a game mode. Didn't they do that I mean? for, like, Madden a few years yeah, ago? Yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't know if it had, like, that top tier. <laughs> Madden, yeah. Madden, yeah, Madden's had, like, the college football storyline. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now FIFA's doing the big kind of, like, street football storyline. Oh, I did oh, see that. Oh. That looks awesome. I covered I'm that. I covered that, that. With, when, EA, when EA announced it during E3. Yeah, you can do 3v3. <laughs> But Madden doesn't do that anymore, right? They didn't do it this year or something? I don't know. No, 2020 looks pretty standard, right? They got they, – oh, no, 2020 has college football mode. That has the college football storyline. Oh, where they you, ju- you oh, start gotcha. – you go through the draft process. You go from being selected at a college, uh, being like the top quarterback or mm-hmm. – yeah, being the top quarterback at college Dude. to being drafted. And you go to the different draft meetings. Yeah. And you, you get to experience – So they just the – because they didn't have the college <laughs> rights anymore. Yeah. They were like – They just – They give you the tail end of it. Yeah. <laughs> If you get a chance, just watch like the trailer, like the theatrical trailer for oh, this NBA, NBA 2K yeah. story mode because it looks awesome. 
It looks really good. It looks like it an, it reminds me of like like a, a, a Kuroko anime? no basket, like a like a, a sports anime, you know, but like not yeah, as wild. Idris Elba just like clocks a Glock, and you're like, where's this story <laughs> going? <laughs> oh my Idris Elba's all over the place right now. He's doing 2K. He's doing the Cats movie. <laughs> Cats movie, and yeah. uh, he just did the Fast. Oh no, not Fast. Hobbs uh, and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was so yeah. Good. killing it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then they saw the games uh, are. The Halo uh, Reach. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The two of the Reach characters, I forget, I'm forget. i forgetting the names specifically. The two Spartans? Spartans, but they're coming to Gears. Yeah. Uh, and I believe they're bringing uh, back yeah. Horde mode as well. They are yeah, there's like a – it's like now you can like create maps and stuff for Horde mode. I think there's a version of that. Yeah, it looks it's pretty it's cool. It looks crazy, man. Um, Which should be cool. I, I'm, I'm excited because it looks like the evolution oh, of, of Gears. So – yeah, I, I haven't played Ge- – I love Gears, uh, especially when it was on 360, Gears 1 through 3. Yeah. And uh, especially Horde mode, I think it's, they show, they launched that at, what, Gears of War 2, I think? I think, yeah, that sounds like yeah. a 2 thing. Yeah, and I, I always wanted to go back into Gears, uh, but I just never bought Xbox One. I know it's on PC as well, but I just never got around to it. But I'm looking forward to the new Gears whenever it comes out this year. Or yeah, yes, I think like November. Like okay. I'm getting all my dates November. messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I will say one one last bit of news, a little bit of sad bit of news, uh-huh. and a little bit of foreboding bit of news, is that um, Bioware has lost two of oh, its yes. producers, one of the producers on Anthem, and one of the producers on the next Dragon Age game, which sounds really, really unfortunate. Uh, according to interviews, it appears that they've been... Uh, uh, ben Irving, who was Anthem's lead producer... Uh, he announced that he had accepted an exciting opportunity at another studio. Uh, I don't know what to say about the other producer, um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's tough. I think Bioware is in a really really interesting place right now, especially after Mass Effect uh, Andromeda, especially after Anthem. Yeah. And there's has been within the past year, there's been so much craziness around the idea of Dragon Age Four. From the article, I don't know if you've read it, that Kotaku released, they had like this in. It was in the inside interview first when Bioware was having all the the problems with HR, mm. and that people were literally getting overworked, and they did an in-depth look into that. That then caused them to do an in-depth article about Dragon Age Four from all the information they learned from all of these employees and ex-employees about how Dragon Age 4 has kind of gone through this this tumultuous development process where it, its dream was to be one game and now it's becoming another game, but then it seems like it's becoming an entirely different game. And I'm, I'm my fear is that Dragon Age 4 is possibly Bioware's last stand. They've got to nail this one or else I'm worried. Because yeah. EA has already absolved several studios in the past. They absolved several, a few studios that were working on Star Wars narrative games and Star Wars uh, titles. I I don't know what they'll do if, if Bioware, if it's like three strikes you're out kind of deal. If Bioware can't kind of bring everybody back and win everybody back and really have amazing sales and reviews with Dragon Age 4. Well, I'm wondering how much influence the, the development of Dragon Age 4 EA has on that development uh, and we saw with Anthem how that's going no one mm-hmm. really cares about Anthem honestly I mean I don't but yeah. uh, Dragon if if it comes to Bioware getting cut from EA I think that may be a good thing for Bioware because I know the same thing happened with Bungie with uh, uh, um, Activision and now Bungie is 
by themselves again mm-hmm. and they take their they're still working on uh, destiny 2 but i i think that bioware would be fine if they were away from ea in in my opinion i mean i could be wrong what happens uh but yeah I, yeah, it's it's interesting because in the case of Bungie, Bungie was able from all the Halo success buy their break from Microsoft, mm-hmm. and then Bethesda never technically not Bethesda, uh, Bioware, uh, Activision. Activision, Activision never like rebought them; they just were publishing the thing. So I don't know, I just don't know if Bioware has the war chest to be able to like break away. Um, but I don't, I don't think. Um, EA like let's say Dragon Age Four comes out and it's, it, it is bad. I I think they would not cut the Mass Effect game. They probably have in development. They probably have like a standard Mass Effect. I'm pretty game, sure like they, they, they've 4. there's there's talks there's, there's about it. Yeah. So I I just and, and especially because how many Bioware's are there now? There's Bioware Austin. There's mm-hmm. there's the main Bioware one in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Is there another one? There I think there was at some point. Um. Anyways, it'll be interesting to see like how that all goes. Uh, I do want. I yeah. love Dragon. I mean, Age I love Dragon Age as well. I love it. I want yeah. the best for them. I want. I want everyone to succeed. I want Bioware to succeed. Yeah. I want EA to be happy. I. I want everything. But I'm. It's just. It's. It's tough when you see this news. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they teased. They teased. At at the Game Awards in mm-hmm. December, mm-hmm. they gave us this weird. Dragon Age yeah. tease. Is it going to be a mobile game? We don't know because it's picking up immediately on the tails of the uh, Inquisition. Inquisition, but the oh. DLC of Inquisition. So after, because oh. there's a bunch of story stuff that happens in the <laughs> DLC with Solus. <laughs> um, so it's picking up on the on the heels of that. So it's uh-huh. yeah, is it going to be a mobile game or is it going to be like a side game? It doesn't really feel like it's going to. The announcement didn't feel the weight of Dragon Age Four. But is it something that t- tie us over in the meantime as Dragon Age 4 is in development? We still don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I uh, hope all for the best with uh, Bioware. And hopefully you get a good game because we definitely <laughs> need a good game. But I believe that's it for uh, Hit Points today. Thank you all for listening. Do we have any mail? Oh, uh, yes, we do. Uh, yes. Ups, thank you for that. Uh, we'll sing the mail song. Here we go. Ready? Here's the that mail. Man, it went away. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to yell. Mail. I guess I only remember the mail part <laughs> of the mail <laughs> song. Yeah, that's all I remember. Too. <laughs> uh, I know that's Blue Scoots, but guys, uh, while he's pulling that up, Dora the Explorer is actually really good. <laughs> I thought I've I haven't really gone good? to the movies it's in like really two good. weeks. Uh, it's a really fun movie. I need to go see Dora. Yeah, Adam and I were talking. That's like it. So what I do is I, I I hide a cider in my <laughs> in my I'm, and I, I go so I go to a lot of all. I go to a lot of movies like alone just because I'm like well, I have a movie pass I'll yeah. just go tonight uh, and I'll hide a cider in my coat and I'll just crack that bad boy open at the start of the movie <laughs> and enjoy my rosé <laughs> cider what, while I'm what, watching what uh brand like oh Trader Joe's is a really okay. good rosé really cider. yeah because it's uh it's like Hotspur for rosé. And it's only so the problem with a lot of ciders is they're overly sweet. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this one only has five grams of sugar, so it's like ooh perfect. I'm wait, about it. Wait, how yeah. d- how do you feel about Martinelli's then? I don't think I've ever had that one. What is Martinelli's? That's like a non-alcoholic That's cider, though. I, I, That's I, I, apple I, juice. I, I know, but it, uh, it's Martinelli's. I I love <laughs> Martinelli's. I mean, it depends. Like it's like a sparkling <laughs> apple juice. Uh, it's like okay, sweet. Okay. 
Okay. Well, guys, we got uh, one email from one of our listeners here. Here we go. Hey, y'all, I sent this while I was catching up, but I wanted to send it again because I worry sometimes. My favorite book uh, overall is Cloud Atlas, so I'd love for that to just be more than things in general. Not super sure how I, it'd work as a game, but the VR experience Emily mentioned in, for 1984 would probably work best or style of play with a lot of emphasis on choices like Mass Effect. Alternatively, Bonicula and a series of unfortunate events would probably both make for good exploration, investigation, or puzzle games in the vein of Monkey Island. Oh, that'd be dope. Oh, I love that'd Monkey Island. That'd be really Island. dope. Uh, and going the other way around, I'd love for th- for there to be books expanding on the world of Portal and Half-Life. Oh, or for Portal specifically. A spoopy first-person account for someone finding and exploring Aperture could be cool. Be awesome to each other. Oh, Thank you so much. Um... That's great. Those are some good choices. For yeah, I think Cloud Atlas would be really fun. I really like the idea of it being choice-based, especially like not just Mass Effect, but something along the lines of of Heavy Rain or Detroit Become Human, where like yeah, your choices affect the different gener- the different versions of you throughout time, mm-hmm. and yeah. having it not be linear, and having all these different stories. I guess more like Telltale. Yeah, I'm trying That'd to think. Sweet. I'm thinking of like a Telltale style narrative. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that- cool. Uh, an interesting news about that, uh, speaking of video games and books, I did tweet about this. Uh, actually, the writer of the original Metro series is going to start working with the game publishing studio to create a sequel for Metro Exodus. The books have been have thus been concluded, but because Metro Ex- Exodus was, uh, was loved and everyone loved the series, the writer is now working with the game development team to create a unique sequel, Whoa, which I think is really cool because cool. it's, like, it's the perfect situation of a marriage between um, a, a b- game being adapted from a book yeah. and then a book being adapted for a game mm. so i think it's a really i love that it made me really really excited to awesome. see that that's super cool yeah my dream i think book would be like fahrenheit 451 except it's like left for dead so you're moving through with a flamethrower and you just have all these books coming at you oh my god and you just have to <laughs> set them on fire no! that with like, you hear, you hear like uh, something crying <laughs> yeah <and laughs> it's just a a book it's it was a crying yeah. book <laughs> no. yeah then it would feel like uh that feels what like alice madness returns yeah, a yeah. bit yeah. or what was that movie called with uh macaulay culkin and oh he, uh the page uh, page master, page master. Oh my yeah yeah <laughs> well brandon yeah. uh guys please wrap this up brandon thanks for tuning in thank uh, you so much for, for having here. me anytime where can everyone find you yeah uh, just at b winfrey on things uh yeah linkedin Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, fandom apparently as your as your bad guy. Yeah, page. fandom's there. The, and actually, I will say there's like a Sunset Overdrive wiki, and they nailed the story that was going on <laughs> with that like side story. Yeah. So they they did it. Well, I'm Mal Savedo. You can find me at the Mal Savedo. I'm Emily Rose Jacobson. You can find me at frankly underscore Emily and with an extra underscore on Instagram. And I am Naeem Stewart at Naeem B Stewart on Twitter and the Vicious Fool on Instagram. And, yeah, thank you all for listening. And once again, tune in next time so you can refill those hit points.